The Patterson Foundation strengthens people, organizations, and communities by focusing on issues that address mutual aspirations, foster wide participation, and encourage learning and sharing. Each day, each one of us goes beyond the blog. Join the journey. Welcome to the Beyond the Blog podcast, a strategic communications evolution of the Patterson Foundation. Hi, I'm Rachel Hedinger, current fellow with the Patterson Foundation and your host today for a deep dive into the Patterson Foundation's philosophy that change happens at the speed of trust. And in order to have trust, we must first have respect. At TPF, we strive to foster wide participation and encourage learning and sharing. One of the ways we invite others to engage and learn with us is through the one-act play Abraham Lincoln and Frederick Douglass, A Walk to Respect, written by our very own Beth Duda. Within this podcast, we hope to share the themes of the play and how they're relevant today in creating a path forward. And to help me do that is Karen Winden, who saw the play premiere in Washington, D.C. at the John F. Kennedy Center for the Performing Arts. Karen Winden is a consultant with the Patterson Foundation who works on SCGLR and joined in June of 2020. Before that, Karen spent 36 years with the Manatee County government and most recently as Deputy County Administrator. Winden was active in many aspects of social services. After retiring, she taught upper elementary students for three years at a private not-for-profit school in Manatee County before joining the Patterson Foundation, where she leads several programs for SEGLR, including This Book is Cool, Kindergarten Readiness, and more. Karen, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Now, Karen, I have to share that this was the first time that Abraham Lincoln and Frederick Douglass, A Walk to Respect, went on the road, and of course, it went to Washington, D.C. So let's start with your perspective. What made you want to sign up for the trip and the travel package to D.C.? Well, what better place could you have looking for a walk to respect than Washington, D.C.? It's a place where (laughs) ideas are created and conversations are had and people butt heads. But at the end of the day, we all try to come together and find that, that common ground, that respect for each other remembering that even though there's a lot of rhetoric that goes back and forth, a lot of partisanship, that is the seat of our country, the the core of it. And as you look around at the museums and the parks and the monuments and the green spaces for 220 years, 250 years, people have gone there. They haven't agreed, but they've always walked away as one united nation at the end of the day. We are the United States. And I think when you're in D.C., taking the time to just reflect on what that looks like and how important it is that we have hard conversations because that's the only way change happens. So when I saw that A Walk to Respect was going to be in our nation's capital, I just couldn't help myself. That's awesome. And for folks who don't know, a tour package was created for Sarasotans who wanted to go to D.C. to see the play performed live at the Kennedy Center. Activities were picked to intentionally build off the themes of the play, including a Monument by Moonlight tour, a private tour of the Capitol, the Library of Congress, Planet Word, and more. To learn more about this, visit thepattersonfoundation.org. So, Karen, tell me, what did you think of the activities on the tour package? They were so well done and so much diversity in them. I think that's what was really exciting from (laughs) um, being able to be in the nation's capital to visiting the the office of one of our congressional delegation to Planet Word, which is just an incredible place. The Library of Congress, 
how can you not love books? <laughs> it, it was just such a great spread. And then the opportunity to have like the time to sample local cuisine and experience local happenings just made it just a fabulous event. Yeah, and I know it can be hard to pick just one, but what would you say was the highlight of the trip? Well, I think um, going to see A Walk to Respect definitely had yeah. to be the, the height of, of everything because the anticipation was so high with that. Um, but if I'm just trying to narrow down to one of the, the other events, I think the, the Monuments by Moonlight Tour, um, you know, when you see the history of our, our country unfolding and with moonlight just shining over it, it just reminds you that we all are under that, that same moon. We all have the same goals. We just go about them differently. I love that. We're all under the same moon. Pick a monument from that tour that really spoke to you. Well, since we're talking about a walk to respect, it would be the Lincoln <laughs> Memorial. Um, that's one that has always just fascinated me, you yeah. know. Abe is so huge and there's so much detail in the sculpture and it looks over the reflecting pond just that sense and then adding to that when we were there Mm -hmm. we had the opportunity to honor um, Michael Krebs who had played Abraham Lincoln in A Walk to Respect and I think it was just fascinating that people who weren't part of our group who didn't know what was going on but just became so engaged and so somber and so respectful it, it just you know it was so fitting in in terms of let's show respect for everybody i love that piece because it really shows the timeliness of respect in the play so what are your thoughts on the community engaging with us there from that lens yeah it was um absolutely incredible we got to talk to a number of people who were local who um just were so excited about the opportunity to see A Walk to Respect live and at the Kennedy Center, such an iconic <laughs> place to, to talk about that. I think it was really um, so fascinating to hear the, the talk back, the conversation after the play. And again, remembering that people come from a different frame of reference with all their questions. And sometimes it's easy to you know, roll your eyes at a question that you think doesn't make as much sense. Mm. But when we remember that everybody has a different life experience and their questions are coming from that, then that makes it just so powerful to think about the what else and the what if, you know? Yeah, and I think that presents a learning opportunity from what we can learn with others if we listen to listen instead of listening to respond. And that's something that I loved in the feedback survey that you put when asked about what resonated with you with the play and you stated the criticality of listening to others not through the lens of a label but through the lens of humanity each person has much to say and when we listen with an open heart the common ground is easier to find and embrace so can you tell me more about that answer and where it came from yeah i think after the the show was over we had the opportunity to chat with the artists who performed the show. (laughs) And I had some really fascinating discussions with Joel and Frederick Douglass. And we just talked about, you know, how our lives were different. I am certainly much older than he is. Um, He is African-American. I am not. And so we just had that opportunity to really think about each other and how we saw that and, and how important it is to recognize that, to honor that, to not try to diminish that, but to celebrate that we can all be so different, but at the core, we're just all 
we're just all human beings that care about each other and want good things to happen. Yeah, and obviously two human beings that cared a lot about the play as you were so excited to see it and Joel performed in it and this was not his first performance with us with the play and a brilliant actor all around. And so incredible. I'm so happy that you got to talk to him and have that experience. So I want to take this a little bit higher level and ask what does respect mean to you? You know, I think respect has, gosh, there's just so many words that you could use to talk about respect. Respect is, like I said, honoring another person's perspective. It's honoring their history. It's honoring where they come from and where they want to go to. It's looking at how they speak and hearing what they're saying, but also thinking about are there things that that they're not comfortable saying, Mm. um, that they don't have the confidence to say, and respecting that that might be where they are right now, but they also might need just a little nudge to to be more comfortable sharing that. And I think, you know, it's it's never easy to, to try to have hard conversations, but it is always worthwhile. And that's part of what respect is. I have to agree. And I think when you have a safe space where you can feel respected and share, and that can be that little nudge that someone needs if they feel comfortable and safe, like it's a trustworthy environment. So with that, do you think respect can be used as a tool in communities to drive change? I think it has to be used as a tool (laughs) in communities to drive change. If we're not talking to each other with respect, those walls are going to become ever higher. And I think our our goal is to try to not eliminate walls because sometimes they have purpose, they have um, function, but to really make sure that in those walls, a door is open, that we can walk through those, that we can have conversation with people that we wouldn't normally, turning outward as, as we're fond of saying here, to look for folks who don't think and act like we do so that you can understand their perspective and really grow from that because if we're not growing, we're going the opposite direction. I think it's needed for community conversations Mm -hmm. in general because I don't think you can move the needle on an issue until you have respect in the conversation. And I want to know about your work with SCGLR and the families that SCGLR serves. Where do you see respect coming into play? It's so interesting that you asked that. We've been having a lot of conversations about that recently and thinking about how every family who signs up for the summer reading program, for example, has challenges, whether it's a financial challenge, a social challenge, an emotional challenge. Everybody has the ups and downs in their lives. And so by thinking about how we can respect others, how we can honor them looking outward, not making any rash assumptions about something, I think that's one way that we can show respect. Really a quick example, we had a a woman at one of our pop-up laundry events where we do laundry with neighborhoods, and she said to uh, Beth Duda, I just want to thank you that you kept communicating with me last year throughout the summer I didn't respond I wasn't in a place where I felt like I could respond Mm. but you never gave up on me and that makes all the difference and I think when we don't give up on people we're showing them that respect and we're bringing them in 
yeah. to that place where, where change does happen <laughs> at the speed of trust. And I love that you mentioned that, that was recent because it's the timing of this, right? It just, it highlights that the play, A Walk to Respect, is more relevant today than ever, in my opinion. But I think it says something to being ready for change. Yeah. And people are always going to kind of be on a different level. So I know you have quite a career in literacy and have always been interested in literacy. So when it comes to literacy with children, with adults, and enhancing that literacy, how are the themes of the play relevant? Wow. I think there's so many answers to that. For one, one of the things that I found really interesting with the play is that the actors were on book, meaning they had the script in their hands, which just feels natural in a venue like that, because when we're listening to orators or leaders, often they have a script in front of them, and you know they want to make sure that they're referring to that so that they don't miss any of their salient points. And I think literacy is a foundation of that. Literacy doesn't mean that we have a great memory or that we're able to recite things back without air. It means that we're using tools that relate to reading to be able to share our message or take in someone else's message. So, you know, that is just one facet of how literacy and a walk to respect tie together in that play. You know, you have Frederick Douglass and Abraham Lincoln both from very different but some similarities in their backgrounds. And literacy was a big thing for both of them, being able to really articulate their thoughts and to do that in a manner that other people could understand that still got the word forward was super important. I love that you bring up that example because I think in the play, it highlights how Frederick Douglass and Abraham Lincoln often didn't agree on how to do things. But overall, they agreed that it needed done. Right. So there's those different pathways there. And do you have any examples in your life where you've seen that or your work in SCGLR? So I think we all have probably a natural inclination to dig in. You know, this is what I know and this is what's (laughs) right. Um, But we also know that there's a lot of gray in our world. Black and white is a pretty extreme place to be. And I think that we can look at where we can find those commonalities to really pull that together to to find, again, the common ground. It's just taking the time to figure out where that is. And that's really what SCGLR, Campaign for Grade Level Reading, is all about, is connecting with the people, the families, the kids in our community, and the organizations that, that serve them, and bringing together to find a bigger thing than any of us could create on our own. Really important work, and I'm just grateful to be a part, yes, <laughs> a well, part well. of it all, and talking to you today because I love I love these stories that you're sharing with me and our audience. Yeah, it's it's very powerful when you you know you can look at numbers and statistics, and those are important. You know, we always have to have metrics, but when you hear how little things can change a life in a pretty big way, that's what's powerful in our world. And without those kinds of connections, we, we don't have that power. So yeah. I think each of us needs to dig down in deep on, inside of ourselves and figure out where else can we connect? Who else is feeling lost or lonely today? And how can I be a part of making them more successful? 
Yeah, well, that's a beautiful ending. Karen, thank you for joining me today and sharing your perspective on respect and the trip to Washington, D.C. to learn more about the Patterson Foundation, SCGLR, Pop-Up Neighbor Through Laundry, and Abraham Lincoln and Frederick Douglass, A Walk to Respect. And immerse yourself in the Beyond the Blog, visit thepattersonfoundation.org. Rachel, that was such an awesome podcast. Listeners, thanks for joining us, Beyond the Blog.